Hello and welcome to the first episode of my podcast. Um, it's going to be a football podcast that I'm just doing uh, for fun. Uh, I'm doing uh, uh, journalism right now. I'm at Cleveland State um, and this is just like a project I'm working on in my free time because um, I thought it would be helpful to just, I don't know, I mean sports journalism is what I uh, would like to pursue so I thought it would be cool to just kind of do this uh, in my, in my free time, so, um, I know, uh, the, uh, kickoff for the Thursday night game for week three is about, um, it's, like, under four and a half hours away, uh, as I'm recording this, so I'm a little bit late to the party, um, but I'm gonna give a little bit, a little bit of a recap of, uh, what happened the first two weeks, and then I'm gonna just jump in and, uh, like make some predictions, I guess, for uh, for week three, um, and then for the season as a whole, and uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. So um, we let's let's start back at the uh, the first game of the season. We had uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, Tampa Bay ends up winning this one, thirty-one to twenty-nine. It was a very uh, passing uh, offense kind of day. Uh, not a whole lot happening on the ground. Not a whole lot of defense. Um, Amari Cooper had a day. Uh, Tampa Bay's wide receiver core, wide receiving core is stacked. Um, and Tom Brady is a very smart quarterback, so he's going to get him the ball. I, um, uh, CeeDee Lamb, uh, he had a few drops early, but, uh, he got it together toward the end. Um, he ended up having a pretty decent day. Um, then we go into Sunday. Um, I'm going to start with the uh, the 1 o'clock games. I'm going to start with Pittsburgh and Buffalo. And uh, the Steelers end up winning this one 23-16. And I don't think a lot of people were giving the Steelers a chance going into this game. Um, I think people forgot how good the Steelers' defense is, even without um, Bud Dupree. Um, I don't. I think Bud Dupree really was more the beneficiary of playing alongside T.J. Watt more than anything else. I think that's going to be exposed uh, this season in Tennessee. Uh, that, but yeah, that defense is still legit. I mean, they lost Mike Hilton too, which I think was more of a gimmick player than anything else. I think he was more like the kind of guy. Uh, I mean, he, said, he was a blitz guy, and people were starting to figure that out toward the end, and he can't cover. He's always, he's flat-footed in coverage. He's just, he's not a good coverage nickel corner. He was good at blitzing off the edge, and the dude hits hard for a little guy. Don't get me wrong, I loved his, uh, the tenacity and everything he brought to our defense, but, I mean, it, it was time to, to, to separate because he wanted to be paid more than he honestly deserved, and I think Cincinnati overpaid, but, uh, you know, that, that is what it is. I think Sutton's a better corner. I liked uh, Hilton more at the time. Don't get me wrong, but I do think Sutton is a more talented coverage corner, which is what we need more than what Hilton brought. So I don't think that was that big of a loss. I don't. I think Steven Nelson kind of hurt because we didn't know who our corner was going to be on the other side. If Hayden and uh, Sutton can both stay healthy, I think we're all right at corner. But if either one of them go down, which we saw against Oakland, um, that secondary looks rough. It really does, and uh, we don't have a lot of depth in the secondary. Um, so we really don't have a lot of depth all over. I mean, linebacker in the middle, I like Buddy Johnson. I would like to see him get some opportunities. I think that dude's going to be a, a guy in the middle, but I mean, I like the Spillane pickup. I think that was a good pickup. I think Devin Bush in, in is pretty much just like a carbon copy of Ryan Shazier. I mean, obviously, I don't want him just be... I don't mean that in like disrespect to like just put him in that like category where it's like he's not his own player. Like obviously he has his but like they just play so similar, dude. Um I mean they're just always around the ball. They'll get you like ten tackles a game. Just absolute ball hawks, and they're so quick and athletic and they just make plays. And uh yeah, I just really I'm really high on Devin Bush. I um I think he could be a very good a very good middle linebacker, and uh, he just needs to stay healthy. And uh, I think um, I think the offense looked a little slow at the beginning. Obviously, I think Ben also is a big part of that. I um, 
don't know. I mean, Ben doesn't show me a lot of signs where it's like I'm super confident in the guy, and it just sucks to say because, like, you have that, like, soft spot for the guy. I mean, he won the team two Super Bowls. I think he's got it still, but, like, sometimes I think he's just, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say. He just, like, gets rid of the ball too quick. You know what I mean? And and part of it might just be play calling. It's hard to say. Um, Very inconsistent play. And it just, I mean, the dude just, I mean, there's some throws. He just throws it into double coverage. And it's like, well, is he making a bad read? Or is our offense just that predetermined that it's like, okay, you're only throwing to this guy? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think the offense looked better than uh Fickner's offense, but... I don't think it could have got any worse. I think Randy Fickner is hands down the worst offensive coordinator in history. Um, I think he should have been fired a long time ago, but I guess they just wanted to let him work out the rest of his contract. I think Najee Harris looked his stats on paper look a lot worse than how he actually played because he got stopped in the backfield a few times. And, uh, and, I mean, that's partially on just a young offensive line and a, a very new offensive line, guys that just haven't played together. And uh, also some injuries on the offensive line, like Banner. And, uh, you know, so I think part of it is to blame on that. And I think we did do a good job addressing the uh, the off. I mean, I know people said we should have went offensive line first round, but I think Najee was the best available pick at the time that was something that we needed I think the 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 offensive linemen we were able to get later in the draft weren't the the difference between the offensive linemen we could have taken when we took Najee and the offensive linemen that we drafted when we did draft offensive linemen I don't think the difference in talent was as great as the drop-off between Najee Harris and the next running back in the draft which would be Travis Etienne like I think Najee was that far ahead that it was like okay this guy is right here we have to take him he's that good and I think Fryermuth's gonna be really good too at tight end he reminds me a lot of of Heath and uh I mean the dude's very athletic um yeah I think the dude's gonna be a guy um at tight end and Ben likes to go to the tight end so um but yeah so the offense I mean they were very stagnant in the first half I believe it was 10 nothing and then uh, Pittsburgh ended up outscoring Buffalo 23-6 to in the second half, and that defense was just insane. I mean, because Buffalo's not a bad team, but, like, all you hear about is, like, did we overhype Buffalo? You know, Pittsburgh doesn't get the credit they ever deserve on defense, but it's okay. Um, there's, like, there's a narrative that, that Pittsburgh sucks going around all offseason since uh, the playoff game, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be quiet about it, you know, because you can't say anything until the season starts, but, you know. I don't know. You got to play the game still. Um, but yeah, moving on, we had the Jets and the Panthers. Uh, that was a very boring football game. I mean, both teams are not the greatest. Um, it was uh, the Panthers ended up winning 19 to 14. Zach Wilson was 20 of 37 for 258 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, it's going to be a rough year for that kid. That's a rough situation to be in for a young quarterback um or really any quarterback uh Darnold would know uh he uh, but he ended up having a pretty I mean he had an all right day um they both I mean were all right I mean it wasn't awful from Zach Wilson but I think he's overrated uh Christian McCaffrey had a Christian McCaffrey like day uh 91 on the ground and 81 in the uh receiving game and then uh yeah so uh moving on we had Houston and Jacksonville and uh Houston ends up winning this one 37 to 21 uh Trevor Lawrence like Zach Wilson in a rough situation there uh 28 of 51 332 yards three touchdowns and three interceptions they're obviously relying very heavily on Trevor Lawrence in his first NFL start 51 passing pass attempts um yeah I mean it's a it's a rough day um I mean, he'll probably, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think he's overrated as well. I'm not a the big Trevor Lawrence guy. Um, Tyrod Taylor, on the other hand, I think is a very solid quarterback and uh, a very underrated quarterback. And the dude's just got terrible luck because, I mean, we'll see in week two. He goes down again. He just cannot stay healthy. And uh, so he goes 21-33 for a 291 and two touchdowns. 
Uh, Ingram had 85 on the ground and a touchdown. And uh, Brandon Cooks had five receptions for 132. And... uh, yeah, um, the the Texans aren't that bad of a team. Obviously, it was Jacksonville they played. I think everyone kind of over-exaggerates how bad Jacksonville is. Um, They like to clown him because of the whole Hopkins thing, which I think is kind of unfair anyway because, I mean, you kind of had your hands tied. I mean, teams aren't going to offer as much when they know you have to trade someone. But whatever. I think uh, the Texans are a little better than some people give them credit for. Um, Then we, moving on, we had Arizona beating up on Tennessee, which is, I mean— it, it's surprising because you expect more out of Tennessee's offense, but their defense is, is rough. That's a rough defense, even with the addition of Bud Dupree, and who I already said I think is overrated. And uh, so, I mean, the Cardinals are the real deal on uh, offense. They have a lot of pieces. And on defense, too, I mean, Chandler Jones with five sacks. That's insane. I mean... He's, uh, what's he on pace for? What was it, like 85? 85 sacks, I think. What's, what's 5 times 16? 80, my bad. No, it's 17. Yeah, it's 17 this year because of the extra week. So, yeah, 85. He's on pace for 85 sacks this year. I, I mean, I, don't, I doubt he gets 85 sacks this year, but that's insane. What's the record? 22 in a season? So he's already, uh, what, over uh, a fifth of the way there. It's insane. But anyway, um, moving on. Uh, we got the Los Angeles Chargers, and we had the Washington football team, and the Chargers are going to take this one 20-16. I thought it was – I mean, I didn't watch this game. Uh, I watched the Pittsburgh game at 1 o'clock. Uh, the rest of them I just kind of went through stats and uh, tried to kind of get an idea of what was going on. Uh, it was it was a pretty average day for both uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Herbert threw uh, more times, and as a result, he had more yards, but really the same amount of productivity. Uh, we saw McLaurin had that very crazy catch. Uh, love that dude, uh, former Buckeye. Uh, the Washington football team defense, I thought, was pretty underwhelming because uh, you kind of ex- – <laughs> expected them to be a little bit better than that um you thought that they were going to be a defense that would be good enough to carry their team to um possibly a division title because that that would be the way that they would get to one and they had a very elite defense last year and i'm not saying that they won't this year but um not a great showing for them right out of the gate uh, moving on we have uh philadelphia and atlanta and uh philadelphia beats up on atlanta atlanta sucks guys uh sorry falcon fans that's rough. Um, Philadelphia, Hurts uh, looked good. Uh, we had the uh, Bama boys connecting on a touchdown, him and uh, Devontae Smith. And uh, Matt Ryan, he needs, he needs to go. You guys, I mean, Atlanta needs to replace Matt Ryan, and I thought they might with uh, uh, they might go with a quarterback this year. Obviously, they did not. I, I was hoping they would go for Fields. I thought that would be a good move for them, but they did not. Um, it is what it is. I, I mean, obviously, uh, you can't really scoff at the pick that they did make, but I mean, until he has a quarterback to throw to him. Oh, I mean, Matt, he's, Matt Ryan's not awful, but he's just old. He's, he, I think he's overrated. He's underachieved his whole career with a lot of talented receivers around him and he's got nothing to show for it. And yeah, I mean, it's not like the dude hasn't had teams, but, uh, it is what it is. Uh, Cincinnati and Minnesota faced off, and Cincinnati takes this one in overtime with a field goal. Uh, and uh, so similar to the uh, previous game, we had the LSU boys connecting this time. It was uh, Burrow and Jamar Chase. And uh, I think Cincinnati is the kind of team that could, like, they're not going to be competing to be in the playoffs or to win the North, but they could be the type of team that you have to face them late in the season and they might... Uh, ruin some teams' uh, playoff hopes because they're they're a team that can. I mean, they they're a few pieces away. I think still from competing. I mean, I I think they can improve the defense a, a little bit. Um, the offensive line obviously needs to be improved a little bit. Um, I don't know about Mixon. I mean, I think he can be a good running back, but they might want to go and and look 
at uh, addressing that position as well. But um, I mean, they're they're on the they've got some young talent, so they're they're a few years away still, but they're an up and coming team for sure, and they can definitely uh, catch you if you're not if you kind of overlook them. Um, I mean, they did it last year even without Burrow to my Steelers, even though my Steelers were on a pretty rough stretch there at the end of the season. Um, moving on, we had San Francisco and Detroit facing off, and San Francisco takes this one 41-33. to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played a very Jimmy Garoppolo-like game. Uh, Debo Samuel is a very uh, solid receiver. Um, yeah, uh, I think... Uh, I love Jamal, Jamal, uh, Jamal Williams. Jeez, sorry. Um, I, the dude's funny. Uh, everybody saw the interview with him. So, uh, I, I I root for the guy just because he made me laugh. Um, he, he's a good running back. So, uh, yeah. Um, moving uh forward, uh, or actually, uh. Real quick, uh, just going back over the Detroit game, um, the uh, Jared Goff, like he he's the kind of guy where he looked like he had a decent day uh, when you look at his stats, but he just like he I don't know, I mean he doesn't do enough to m- make you think that he's like an elite, like or not even elite, but just like a a, a high a, above average quarterback. You know what I mean? He just is very like eh. I don't know. He's not that bad, um, but he's not that good either. And uh, I mean, Sean McVay and that that Rams offense was pretty much the perfect situation for him to succeed. And he's still, I mean, he had minimal success, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can't score ten plus points in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that was a pretty pretty easy offense for him to succeed in, is, is all I'm going to say. So uh, Detroit, not so much. That, that's a pretty rough situation. So if you, if you couldn't do it in with the Rams, um, I, I doubt he'll do it with Detroit. But we'll see. Um, Seattle and Indianapolis faced off. Seattle took that 128-16. And uh, Russell Wilson had a Russell Wilson kind of day. I feel, like, I feel like a lot of week one was like what you would expect to happen. Um, from from individual performance standpoint, um, I think uh, Lockett also same thing. I mean, if if Russell Wilson has a day, you can almost expect that Tyler Lockett caught at least one touchdown because he just loves to go to the guy. That's why I always try to draft Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett both in fantasy because I know if Russell had a good day, Tyler Lockett probably scored me some fantasy points too. So um. I think uh, Carson's a solid running back if he can uh, stay healthy. Um, I think that the Colts, on the other hand, have a lot of potential to be a good team. I think they need to run uh, Jonathan Taylor more. Uh, I forget how many carries he had, um, but the dude didn't have bad stats. He just didn't get a lot of attempts. And I think the dude's a legitimate, like a very good running back. I wanted the Steelers to draft him uh, that... uh, what was that, two years ago? Uh, it was the same draft as uh, JK. And uh, obviously the Colts picked before us, but uh, and then when they, went, when they didn't take JK either, uh, I was pretty disappointed there. But obviously, I think Claypool's a dude, and obviously we have Najee now, so um, everything worked out. Um, yeah, Taylor had 17 carries, which, um, I mean, it's all right, but, I mean, the dude's a le- like, he's, he's a good running back. Give him the ball, I mean, and especially when your quarterback is, I mean, he came back from an injury where they said, what was he going to be, supposed to be out like five to eight weeks, and he came back in five days or whatever. It was something weird, and it's like, okay, well, what was going on there? Um, But, I mean, the dude, and now he's got like two uh, like bo- double sprained ankles. I, didn't, I don't even know how you do that. Carson Wentz cannot stay healthy, but yeah, it take the pressure off of him by running the football. You have a good run running back. They have a solid defense. They could be a very good team. We'll see if they put it together. Um, Miami and New England played. Um, Miami took this one 17 to 16. Uh, I still have yet to figure out what exactly Tua Tagovailoa does well. 
well, not does well, but like does above average. Like it just seems to me that he's a very like okay quarterback. He's very okay at everything. And uh he um I mean he throws the ball well. He has good accuracy. He has all right arm strength. Um he had decent mobility, but he's had so many lower extremity injuries that I don't even know if you would say that he has decent mobility anymore. And I mean, he can't stay healthy. So I'm not a big Tua guy. I think uh, Mac Jones uh, had an over under underwhelming um, start to his career, but you know, I think he'll be all right. I think that's a good position for him to be in. I think, um, Cam was never going to be able to be the guy in Kansas, or uh, not in Kansas City, in uh, New England, because I just don't think that Belichick and that system is going to fit for a guy like Cam Newton. You know what I mean? He just a different play style, and they weren't going to really adapt. You know what I mean? They, 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 they did. They did the QB runs or whatever, but that was not a system for Cam to succeed in. And the dude just can't throw a football anymore. I mean, he should just retire. As, as sad as that is, like, I mean, it's just sad to see him play because he's just such a shell of what he used to be. So I feel bad for the guy. Um, I always liked Cam Newton, but yeah, I think his time in the NFL has come to an end. Um, moving forward, uh, we have Cleveland and Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City takes this one 33 to 29. Um, and yes, uh, Kansas City is a team. Uh, first half, I think Cleveland and Kansas City... Uh, you know, Cleveland traded touchdowns for field goals, and so that they, they were up at the end of the first half. And you know, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, but Kansas City is the type of team where you can't let them hang around, and Cleveland did. And then they made crucial mistakes. And I think Cleveland's still a young team. Um, I, I mean, they you lose for so long, and I mean, don't get me wrong, they they beat us last year. They had a successful season last year. I mean, I, not successful. You didn't. I, it's successful, you know what I mean? They made the playoffs for the first time, and they won a playoff game against their arch-rival in their arch-rival stadium. Uh, that's success. But, like, you're not... You didn't... I mean, I, you keep hearing people say, oh, they they almost beat Kansas City. And, and I heard um, on ESPN the other day... It wasn't the other day. It was probably, like, a month ago now. But uh, they're making... Uh, on first take, and Max Kellerman says uh, that the, the Cleveland Browns were a, a, a touchdown away from beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And they weren't. They were a touchdown away from beating uh, Chad Henney and the Chiefs. You know what I mean? And Patrick Mahomes for, like, the what was it, the first half? Um, and, I mean, they were up. They were about to be up 28. What was it, 28 to 3? I think they were up 21 to 3 when Mahomes went down. So it wasn't like Cleveland was even competitive in the game. But whatever, I'm going off on a whole little tangent now. So back to the game, though. I think Cleveland is a young, talented team. I think that they are in a position where they, they could be very successful here in the next couple of years. I think their window for success is getting smaller because you're going to have to start paying guys here. And uh, all the money that they have is because everybody, I mean, a lot of players are still on rookie contracts. You're going to have to decide who are you going to pay here in the next coming years. So, um. They they better put it together in these next couple of years if they want to keep that whole core together. Um, but I think this is one of those games where their uh, youth and their inexperience kind of shows, and they weren't able to finish a game that you need to finish against a team that you played really well, and you just let them hang around too long, and they'll make you pay for it. They're a very good football team. So, um, but I wouldn't be discouraged by this if I was a Cleveland fan, which I'm not, um, obviously. Um, I wouldn't be super encouraged either. I wouldn't be like, I don't know. I feel like I saw so many people like celebrating almost. And it's like, okay, you played a, a team close. You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess it's a big deal for them. Uh, so, but moving on, we had uh, New Orleans and Green Bay. And that was... Jameis Winston. That's all I gotta say about it. Jameis Winston's a dog. No, I'm just kidding. But um, Jameis Winston's a guy that I mean, he can. He's very capable of doing this every single week. But he's also very capable of doing the exact opposite. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you just never know what you're gonna get from the guy. He's very inconsistent. Green Bay. 
Aaron looked rough week one, um, and and I was happy about it until I watched week two, um, because I was like, ah, like you know, I was kind of like excited that he struggled because of the whole holdout thing, and I I kind of thought he was being a baby about it. I'm not gonna lie, I just I wasn't like super big on this the way he handled it, but it is what it is. Um, I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, and uh, so I was kind of happy to see him struggle. Um, I mean, he did. I mean, he skipped the whole offseason, and I mean, he looked like it. It looked that offense looked like they hadn't had a full offseason together. So, uh, that's all I have to say about that. He, uh, Saints came out and smacked him, and they're capable of doing that every week with the, the roster that they have. It's just going to depend on which version of Jameis Winston comes to play each week, and I think that's very evident in week two. Um, moving on, we had Denver and uh, the New York Giants, and we have Denver winning this one 27-13. Teddy Bridgewater is another guy where he's very underrated. Um, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. I think the Giants, I, I, after week two, after that uh, spoiler alert again, they lose to Washington. I mean, it's not a spoiler alert. I haven't talked about it yet in the podcast, but everybody knows what happened. Um, come on, like, I'm just, I'm behind. Um, and, uh, but... I, I think the the giant fan base that like I, I see on Twitter is overreacting, and I, I get it. I mean, they don't have the world's greatest team, and maybe, yeah, you should have probably addressed the offensive line instead of going receiver in the first round. I, I think Daniel Jones could be a very good quarterback. I just think when, he, when he's bad, it just looks so bad. Like he, it, it's, You know what I mean? So I think it just overshadows the fact that he is very capable of throwing quality passes he's very mobile he's got uh adequate arm strength i would say i mean he he can throw every throw or he i should say he can make every throw um he's just i mean he doesn't take care of the ball um i think saquon they they didn't really fully use him i don't think and i think that was intentional because the dude's coming off of a major knee injury um, I think the offensive line is a little, little rough, but I, I wouldn't be like freaked out about it. Um, I think they're going to be all right. I think people are overreacting just a little bit, but, uh, moving on, uh, Sunday night, we had Chicago and the Los Angeles Rams and the Rams look legit. Uh, Matthew Stafford had a very, very, very good day. Um, I think um, Ty Montgomery is a solid running back for the uh, the Bears. I think that they need to be patient with Fields, and obviously that sounds stupid now because Andy Dalton went down. But everybody was calling for Fields to play Week Two, and it's just I don't think it's a good idea to rush him out there because they don't have the world's greatest offensive line. It, like, it's not, a, and none of these rookie quarterbacks are really in great positions aside from. Um, Aside from uh, Trey Lance, and he's, I mean, Garoppolo, I mean, that's what you should be trying to do. I mean, Trey Lance is definitely in the best position to succeed. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to rush Fields out there um, because, A, he's either going to get hurt, or, B, he's likely to struggle, and it's going to mess with his psyche. And I just think that's that's a huge thing for a young NFL quarterback is just being confident. So if he goes out there and struggles early, it's going to, could have devastating effects on like the rest of his career. And then uh, moving on to Monday night of week one, uh, we had Baltimore and the Raiders. And that was a game. Um, that was a very crazy game. Um, went to overtime. The Raiders drive down to the goal line, throw an interception. Lamar fumbles. And then the Raiders throw a touchdown to win the game. Um, it was very back and not not really back and forth, but just like Baltimore would go out in front, Oakland would tie it up. It was just very very competitive all the way through. Um, Oakland's a good team, and I um, I think they've proven that through week two. They're a team that people weren't giving enough respect. I think Baltimore, you have to tip your hat to them um, for just handling everything that they've gone through this off season. You had to know they were gonna still be a team. Um, I mean, 
they always find a way. I mean, they're competitive every year. So even losing running backs, you knew they were going to figure out a way. I mean, they still have their best running back available with Lamar. So, um, and that wasn't even a dig at Lamar. It's just the truth. I mean, he's their best runner. So, I mean, it sucks. I I feel bad for uh, J.K. I mean, and as a Steelers fan, it obviously it helps us, but you don't wish injury on anyone. And the dude was gonna, he was ready to have a big year. And then Gus Edwards, when J.K. went down, was ready to have a good year too, because that's a very underrated running back. Uh, Gus Edwards does not get the respect he deserves. Um, but yeah, so both teams. I think in that game we're legit. Um, I think they're both going to be uh, around at the end of the season. And uh, yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for week one. And we're going to head into week two. And that game, sorry, I should say that week started with uh, the Thursday night game between the Giants and the Washington football team. Um, this was a very sloppy football game. Um, again, I think Daniel Jones shows... He could be a very good um, quarterback, but he also can... He's kind of like a Jameis Winston where when he's bad, it's very bad. When he's good, I wouldn't even say it's very good, but like he does show flashes where it's like, dang, you just like... I don't know. You don't... Every time you think it's like, all right, I'm ready to like pull the plug on Daniel Jones. I, I mean, he shows you something. You're like, wow, I mean, the dude can play football. I don't know. We'll see. Um... But, I mean, jump, the Giants jumped off sides on a field goal attempt, and then uh, Washington got to kick it again and ended up winning it. So, I understand why Giants fans are frustrated. I don't think it's time to just completely freak out and go into panic mode. I think the team's going to be okay. Are they a playoff team yet? I don't know. Especially with their offensive line getting even weaker than they already were. Um... I think they could compete in a weak division that they play in. I don't, I mean, everybody's so in love with Dallas and they have talent on offense. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I don't think Dallas is all that. Um, I don't get why they don't use Zeke more. I don't really know what the deal is there. Um, Like what happened, like who he really like made angry over in Dallas. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was like the holdouts. I don't know what it was, but they just don't use him at all. Maybe he's out of shape. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, moving on <laughs> to Sunday, uh, we have Carolina and uh, the Panthers. Carolina and the Panthers. We have Carolina and the Saints, I apologize. Um, and Jameis Winston was back up to his old tricks. Uh, we had... Um, sorry, I just realized I didn't really read any of the scores for the last few games. Um, I'm going to go back to Sunday... Night from last week, we had the uh, obviously the Rams ended up winning that one 34 to uh, 14. Uh, the Monday night game, uh, the Raiders won 33 to 27 in overtime, like I said, on that uh, game winning uh, touchdown pass. Uh, and then uh, the Thursday night game, Washington ended up winning 30 to 29 on a game winning field goal. Um, I hope that caught everything up there. Uh, I just slipped my mind. Um, so Sunday. Uh, back to Carolina and the Saints. Uh, Carolina ended up winning that one 26-7. Uh, Jameis, like I said, I mean, he he can have days where he's going to throw five touchdowns. He's going to have ga- games where he's going to throw uh, multiple interceptions, and this was one of those. Um, the Panthers, uh, Christian McCaffrey is is still a good running back, same as, uh, same, really same story as last week. Last week, Sam Darnold did enough for them to win the game, and uh, Christian McCaffrey had a good day. I think that the Saints need to run uh, Alvin Kamara a little bit more, especially because he's one of my fantasy running backs, so that would help me out a ton. Um, and then we move on. We got Cincinnati and Chicago. Uh, uh, Chicago's going to win this one 20-17. Uh, Burrow uh, had, had, a, had a few interceptions. Um Andy Dalton goes down, so I'm. You're gonna see Justin Fields now, and that's what everybody wanted. But I don't think this is good for him in long the long term. So we'll see. I hope I root for the guy because I like him, but I just don't think it's a good situation for him to be thrown into already. Um, then we move on. We've got um, Cleveland and Houston. Cleveland's gonna win 31 to 21. Baker. 
Baker Mayfield's a very average quarterback, and I, I know Cleveland loves him because he's like he's got a lot of got a lot of spunk, but uh, I'm not I'm not a fan, obviously. Um, and that's not me. That's not me being a hater. I just don't think he's that good. I think he doesn't have to be that good in the situation he's in, though. That's a thing. But I think his ego is too big. Um, and I think that's evident in uh, the Kansas City game when he throws that interception late. Uh, one of the crucial turnovers, uh, in addition to the muffed up snap on the the punt, and uh, I think he tries to do too much sometimes. I mean, he's in a position where he just needs to be a game manager and hand the ball off. And uh, sometimes I think he, I I think he thinks he needs to do more to like prove himself. It's like, dude, you're in a good position. Just like I mean, just be what you need to be. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, the dude can throw the ball. He's got a strong arm. I, I think the accuracy is inconsistent, and I think he just makes bad reads sometimes, and uh, a lot of the time. And I think he just needs to stick to the little timing routes. And, I mean, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if at some point down the road he doesn't end up getting pulled just because Case Keenum is the kind of guy that will be a game manager and he's Kevin Stefanski's boy from Minnesota, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm I'm not, I don't know, I mean, I could see Baker struggling at some point in the season and them going with a guy that's going to be a game manager and you know what you're going to get from him, you know what I mean? Because that team is so good around him that you don't need to be anything special at quarterback right now. But moving on, we got the Rams and the Colts. And uh, the Rams take this one 27-24. Again, I think the Colts are going to be a good team. They're 0-2 right now, but they, they're they going to do all right. I think they played two pretty decent teams. I mean, the Rams are very good. I think the Chargers are going to be. Um, oh, they didn't play the Chargers. Who did they play week one? They played, they played Seattle. I'm stupid. Um... Yeah, Washington played the Chargers. Um, but yeah, so uh, they played um, two. Yeah, so they played two very quality football teams, um, and they lost to two very quality football teams. But it wasn't like they weren't competitive games. I um, I think they'll be fine. Uh, Denver and Jacksonville played. Uh, Denver is gonna win this one, twenty-three to thirteen. I think again, Teddy Bridgewater is very underrated. I think Trevor Lawrence is very overrated. And I think Jacksonville sucks. And so you combine the two, and it's not really a good situation for either. And uh, I can't lie, I'm pretty, uh, that makes me pretty happy, too, because I'm not a big Trevor Lawrence guy. Um, Buffalo and Miami faced off. We have Buffalo winning this one 35-6. to six. Uh, I think Josh Allen and the offense looks pretty iffy at the start, but uh, they put it together. Um, and, you know, I mean, Miami's not a great team, but they have a decent defense. And I just I think it was it's crazy that the Steelers got like no respect. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm overselling the Steelers. I'm, I'm going to be a little biased because I am a Steelers fan, but they didn't get any respect for shutting down a team that went off for 35 points like the, the next week. You know what I mean? And you held them to 16 I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think the Steelers deserve a little more respect, but you can't really say that when uh, we'll, we'll get to it later. Then we had New England playing the Jets, and uh, that was a rough day for Zach Wilson. Four completions and four interceptions. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Mac Jones is average. Um I think he will, again, I still think there's potential for him, but he had a very average day, but it was enough to win. Um, we move on. We had uh, but uh, we had Philadelphia and the 49ers, and Philadelphia, um, I'm sorry, uh, San Francisco is going to win this one 17-11. to 11. Uh, I thought Hurts and Garoppolo both were very, very average, which is kind of what you expect from both of them. Uh, Hertz ran the ball well. Um, he threw the ball all right. Jimmy Garoppolo had the kind of day you expect from him. San Francisco can win with that kind of quarterback. We'll see how long it takes for them to go to Trey Lance. I feel like it'll probably happen 
I don't know if it'll happen this year. I mean, maybe they'll do the go the Patrick Mahomes route and let him sit for a year. I mean, it's pr- uh, pretty much the same situation when you think about it. But yeah, and then we move on to uh, Pittsburgh and Oakland, and not to not to be the guy that makes excuses, but there are. I mean, not not to make excuses, but I mean, the Steelers are missing very, very, very crucial parts of their defense in this game. Uh, Devin Bush didn't play. Joe Hayden did not play. Uh, Stefan Tuitt left the game early, which sucks because he ended up fracturing his ankle. Um, so he's going to miss some serious time. I don't even know if he'll be back this year. Um, and then, oh, I, I doubt it. Um, that'd be pretty insane. Um, and then TJ Watt... Um, left the game early with a groin injury. I heard he's uh, supposed to play this week. So even if he doesn't, um, I don't, and I don't know that I'd rush him back. It's, it's just promising to hear that it's not like serious. Um, but groins are just something that, I mean, are a very like nagging thing. So I want to make sure, I, I hope that all, I would rather our guys take it slow right now and, and be a hundred percent when they get back instead of having to deal with this as like an ongoing thing all year. Um, our offense uh, sucked. There's really not much else to say about it. Um, they looked pretty rough. This is definitely a team that's going to have to uh, be carried by their defense, and uh, they need to run the ball more because Najee Harris is a good running back. Um, he made Jonathan Abrams his son uh, with that stiff arm. Uh, that was insane. And, uh, I mean, the dude's just an athlete, so he needs to touch the ball more. Um, the Steelers had chances to win the game. Um, but they didn't take advantage of them. I mean, it was it was kind of like the offense would put together a drive and the defense would give up a score, and then the defense would get a, a stop or two in a row, and the offense would uh, just stall out. So, yeah, it just... I think um, they gave up some chunk plays to Oakland, um, which you have to tip your hat. Um, I thought... I, you kind of think that when Derek Carr's running backwards and throws it 60 yards down the field... Uh, it's kind of lucky, but then again, how many times can he uh, take off running backwards and just chuck the ball down the field and put it in the perfect spot? And uh, you call it lucky, you know what I mean? At, at some point, you got to tip your hat and say, that right, the dude can make that throw, I guess, uh, which is insane, but I don't think he's that good. He played well against a uh, deplenished uh, Pittsburgh defense, so I'm not super concerned. I'm not ready to jump ship on the Steelers and say that they're not a quality team. I still think they're a playoff team. I still think they could win the North. Um, I don't know that they will. On paper, I think you have to say Cleveland's going to win the North right now, just based on the injuries that Baltimore sustained and um, just Cleveland's roster on paper. You you have to you have to pencil them in and, and what they've done so far. Um, they played Kansas City close. I don't think you can knock them for that loss. It's kind of like um, what I would say about Baltimore with uh, the Raiders so far. Um, you can't really knock them for that loss because they've looked like a quality football team. Um, so, and then they took care of business against Houston. So I think that um, as of right now, you have to say Cleveland's the front runner. Um, I don't think that's necessarily going to be true for the whole season, though. So uh, we'll see. I do think um, Pittsburgh will win the North. Um, and again, that might just be me being an optimistic fan, but that's that would be my pick for the. Uh, the winner of the North. I'll get to my other picks for division winners uh, after we finish our little recap here that I said was going to be a uh, a little summary, but it's turned into a little bit of a a longer dialogue than I expected. Uh, Moving on, though, we have Arizona and Minnesota, and Arizona is going to take this one 34-33. I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm actually finishing reading off the final score. Uh, the Raiders won 26-17. Um, the Vikings missed a game-winning field goal. Shocker. Um, I just feel I feel like that just happens to that team way too often. Um, it was a good day for Cousins. Um, Murray, uh, Kyler Murray had a good day through, through some picks, but that's all right. Um, he's a good quarterback, and he's got some very good receivers to throw to. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think uh, Arizona is going to be a good team. Um, moving on, we had Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Atlanta sucks still. 
Um, Tampa Bay is very good. Uh, and I, uh, sorry, I was trying to read what I wrote. Um, but yeah, Tampa Bay is a good team. They've got a very, very, very solid um, uh, receiving core. And Brady is a very smart quarterback. Um, he went off. He had a very good day. Um, so you got to tip your hat. I mean, he's throwing to some very, very, very good receivers, though. I, I feel like most quarterbacks, you could plug into that system and they'd probably succeed. Um, I, 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 with Brady, just a real quick, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know what I, I go back and forth with the GOAT thing because I do think he's a good quarterback. I just, I mean, I don't, I just, I wonder how many quarterbacks you would be able to plug in to, well, especially Tampa Bay. I think any, really any uh, competent NFL quarterback, you could plug into that system and they would play well. Um, but with, uh, I, I think with New England, I mean, a lot of people knock him for being a system quarterback, but like he, he was the system, you know what I mean? So I don't know. There's a lot of timing, a lot of, uh, whatever, a lot of quick dink and dunks, but you got to tip your hat to it because if it was that like easy or whatever, why didn't everybody else do it first of all? And, and why was it so hard to stop, you know? So the dude's. I think definitely the smartest NFL quarterback of all time. And I don't really think that's even close. I think the dude is football IQ is off the charts. Um, but anyway, um, then we had Dallas and the Chargers. Dallas wins this one 20 to 17. Um, I, I, again, I don't really know what was going on with Zeke. Pollard ended up being their leading rusher for the day. Um, Dak Prescott and uh, Justin Herbert had uh, decent days both, uh, respectively, and uh, Dallas ended up nudging them out. Um, Tennessee and Seattle played. Uh, Tennessee wins this one 33-30. And Derrick Henry had a day, a a very good bounce-back game for him, um, something that you like to see, especially following his Week 1 performance. Um, Russell Wilson was a little bit less than what you'd expect. He had a very good day, but it's just, I mean, you come to expect a certain, like, level from him just because he's very good all the time, and uh, especially early in the season. So, um, but, I mean, he's still a very good day, just not enough to win. Um, and then we have Baltimore and Kansas City, and that was another game that, I mean, Baltimore has been in two very good football games um, in the uh, the first two weeks of the season. Um that, yeah, there was a costly fumble by Edwards Hilaire uh, late in the game that uh, ended up opening the window for Baltimore to uh, take the win. And uh, it was kind of, you know, that that's a game that uh, shows that the the Raiders are a legit team because you got a team that beat Baltimore and Baltimore beat Kansas City. And you got to, I mean, Kansas City is a, a solid football team. I mean, they really are. And they've got a lot of, I mean, Kansas City, you got to say Kansas City and Tampa are the two favorites. Um, out of both divisions right now. Uh, I don't know that they'll necessarily be the two teams at the end of the season, but, I mean, they both pretty much brought back both their teams, you know what I mean? And they looked pretty unstoppable last year, so we'll see. I mean, you got to play the games, and there's a lot of things that go into it, and we all know, I mean, injuries and things, uh, knock on wood, um, because... uh, I don't want to like jinx anything or anything like that or whatever, but it is difficult to stay healthy for that long and then play back-to-back extended long seasons like that. So, but we'll see. And then, uh, then we had the Monday night game with Green Bay and Detroit. And like I said earlier, uh, Green Bay showed that uh, they're still a very good football team. Um, Detroit is not a very good football team. And, uh, yeah, that's that. So uh, that that's pretty much what happened in the first two weeks, in case you were wondering. Uh, so now we got our standings. Um, in the north, we've got uh, everybody sitting at 1-1, one and, one, and nobody's played a division game. So I don't really know uh, what the tiebreaker is for that. Um, but we're all just kind of chilling. Um, 
Then we have the South. Um, Houston and Tennessee are both 1-0. Houston is 1-0 in the division. Um, Tennessee has yet to play a division game. Uh, and then we have Jacksonville and Indianapolis both at 0-2. Jacksonville is 0-1 in the division. Um, and then we have the East, Buffalo and Miami. Buffalo, Miami, and New England are all 1-1. Uh, the Jets are 0-2. Uh, Buffalo is 1-0 in the division. Miami and New England are both 1-1. And then the Jets are 0-1. Uh, and then we have the AFC West. And the Raiders and the Broncos are tied for first place. And I don't know that a lot of people would have expected that right now. Not that it really means much because we're only two games into the season. Uh, but Kansas City's in third at 1-1. One and, one, and they are tied with the Chargers who are also at 1-1. One and, one, and they as well have yet to play any divisional games. Um, and then we move over to the NFC. Uh, we have, uh, in the north, we have Green Bay and Chicago, um, both at 1-1. One and one. Green Bay is 1-0 and oh in division, and uh, Chicago is uh, yet to play any divisional games. Uh, we have Detroit and Minnesota, uh, both at 0-2, and, and Detroit is 0-1 in the division, while Minnesota has also yet to play any divisional games. Um, <clears throat> We have the South. Hold on one second. All right, sorry. I had to take a sip of water. Um, we have the South. <laughs> we have the South. Sorry. Um, and that's going to... Uh, Tampa Bay uh, is sitting at 2-0. They're 1-0 in the division. Carolina is 2-0 and 1-0 in the division as well. And then we have... Uh, New Orleans at 1-1, one and, one, and Atlanta at 0-2, both 0-1 in the division. We move over to the East. We've got the Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles, and Dallas Cowboys all at 1-0. Uh, Washington is 1-0 in the division. Or did I say 1-0? I meant 1-1. One one. Um, Washington is 1-0 in the division, while Dallas and Philadelphia are both yet to play a divisional game. Uh, and then the Giants are 0-2 in the division and 0-2. 0-2 overall, 0-1 in the division. Um, and then we have the West, and that's going to be San Francisco and the Rams tied for first place. Sorry, San Francisco, the Rams, and Arizona all tied for first place at 2-2. Two and two. and we have Seattle at 1-1, one one, um, all yet to play any divisional games. All right. That's the recap. Now on <laughs> to my predictions for the season. Um, we'll start off with week three. Uh, Carolina and Houston are playing. I'm going to take uh, actually in a couple hours, and I'm taking Carolina to win this one. I'm saying they're going to win it 20 to 12. I'm going to be the final score tonight, so I guess we'll see how well I do. Um, I didn't really make any predictions uh, for the first two weeks, and if I would have, I wouldn't have had any way to prove them, so... We're just going to start from week three and see how I do for the year. Um, next up, we have uh, Washington and Buffalo. I am taking Buffalo 28-17. to 17. We have Chicago coming to Cleveland. Are they coming to Cleveland? Let me make sure I wrote these down on the right side. I don't want to say that they're coming to Cleveland if they're not. Yeah, they are. Okay. Um, I am taking Cleveland in this game 24-21. to 21. Um, I think it will be close, but I think Cleveland will manage to win it. Um, Baltimore is playing Detroit. I'm taking Baltimore 21-3. to I just think Detroit is not a good football team, um, and Baltimore is a good football team, uh, despite the injuries. Uh, Arizona is playing Jacksonville. Again, a good football team going up against a not-so-good football team. I am taking Arizona 28-9. to um, Then we have Kansas City and the Chargers playing. I'm taking Kansas City 35-17. to we have New Orleans and New England taking on each other. And uh, I am taking the New Orleans Saints 35-28 to 28 over the Patriots. Um, we've got the Giants and the Falcons playing. I've got the Giants winning 28-6. to 6. Um, When I was writing this, I, was, I think I was a little too high on the Giants, but I'm going to stick with it because Atlanta sucks. Um... And so, uh, moving on, we have Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, uh, first AFC North action for the Steelers, and uh, and for Cincinnati for that regard. And uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh twenty-four to fourteen. Um, 
I think it'll probably be a competitive game, more competitive than the final score says, because Pittsburgh never... They always played... I shouldn't say they never. They always played down to their opponent, you know? And I already said how I think Cincinnati's a sneaky good team, so... um, But, uh, yeah, I think Pittsburgh will figure out a way to get the win. Um, Indianapolis and Tennessee are playing. I'm taking Indianapolis 24-21. to uh, then we have the Jets and the Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos 28-3. to I think Teddy Bridgewater is good, like I've said, and I think the Jets suck. Um, we've got the Raiders and the Dolphins playing. I'm taking the Raiders 21 to nothing. Um, I have Tampa Bay and the Rams, and I'm actually taking the Rams in this one. I uh, went back and forth on this. I think Matthew Stafford's going to win... Um, his duel with Tom Brady, I think the final score will be 35 to 34. I think, um, yeah, it's my final score. I'm taking it 35-34, missed PAT. Tampa Bay is going to tie it up at the end and miss the PAT, and that'll be the ball game. Um, we'll have Seattle and uh, Minnesota facing off. I've got Seattle winning 38 to 28. Um, we've got Green Bay and the 49ers facing off. And I'm going to take Green Bay on Sunday night, winning 31-28. to And then we have Philadelphia and Dallas playing. Is Philadelphia and Dallas is on Monday night, right? They're not Sunday night. Yeah, they're Monday night. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, Philadelphia is going to win 24-17. to And I've, I don't know. I don't even know what it's going to say because I don't think Dallas is that good. I, I think people are overhyping them. But uh, moving on, um, my division winners. I believe Pittsburgh is going to win the North. And while I might just be saying that as a, um, you know, a biased fan, I do think they're going to figure out a way to win the North. I don't think Cleveland is as good as they're hyped up to be. I think they are a good football team. I think they have a lot of young, good talent, and I think they could be a, a good, a very good football team um, in the next couple of years. I don't know that they're there yet. I don't know that they are ready, and I think moments like the uh, the Chiefs game at the end, or just the second half in general, I think kind of shows that they're not on that level yet. Um and I think a lot of teams are a little bit probably rubbed the wrong way with how um, Cleveland as a whole, the, the fan base, the, the players themselves, I think they've kind of um, acted as though they've arrived. And I don't think they have yet because you haven't won anything of any uh, real, I mean, you, you beat a rival. So I guess, I, I mean, it's it's kind of silly for me to sit here and say it because I'm a Steelers fan. So it's like, well, yeah, but like you don't have any room to talk either, and you're right, but I haven't been gallivanting around all offseason like I won the Super Bowl either. So um, I think we need to settle it down a little bit. Um, you haven't won anything yet, so we'll see what happens. But I do think Pittsburgh will find a way to win the North. Um, and then moving on to the South, I think Indianapolis is going to win uh, the AFC South. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to win the AFC East. And I think Kansas City is going to win uh, the AFC West. And I think all of those are relatively um, relatively reasonable picks. I, I could see Tennessee winning uh, the South, obviously. Um, they're probably the favorite. But I think Indianapolis is going to be a, a very good football team. I'm very, um, I think the potential for Indianapolis is higher than the potential for uh Tennessee just be and well I, I don't know Julio and AJ I mean that's a very good offense in Tennessee that I'm not really giving the credit that they deserve uh but we'll see I think any I still I'm gonna stick with it. I think Indianapolis will win the division um I mean they were right there the competitive last year too they also had Phillip Rivers but um I don't know we'll see I think the Colts could be all right and ones can stay healthy um moving on to the NFC I think Minnesota is going to win the North um, I know that's probably, uh, uh, I feel like probably people are probably going to expect Green Bay to win. Um, I don't know, though, because it's just so hard to say. Um, because, I mean, they do have a lot of, like, question marks. I mean, there's a lot of weaknesses on that team, especially. I don't think they have a very, very good defense. Um, 
And I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, who else do you throw to besides Devontae Adams? You don't really have a lot of weapons either. I think Minnesota is a much more complete team. I think it's up to Kirk Cousins. Um, but I think he's good enough with that team. And I think um, if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, um, that could be a good team. Uh, the NFC South, I think Tampa Bay is going to win. Uh, the NFC East, I'm picking Washington football team to repeat as uh, NFC East champions. Um, I think a lot of people are probably going to go with Dallas. Um, I think Dallas will be all right, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I'm going to go with Washington. And then for the uh, NFC West, I actually went with Arizona, um, which I don't think is that crazy of a pick. I think they have improved their defense and their offense. Um, I think they have a lot of good pieces. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I just think that, uh, I think Seattle's a good football team. I think the Rams are a good football team too, but I just, I don't know. Something inside me just said Arizona. So we went with Arizona. It might just be a gut pick, but you know, I think they have a lot of pieces and, uh, I think that'll definitely be a bit competitive division. Um, same goes for the North. When I was talking, I said Pittsburgh would win. I think it's going to be competitive. I can see Baltimore winning it too. And um, I don't. I think Cincinnati isn't a pushover that everybody kind of thinks they are. Um, and then uh, real quickly, uh, we have my season predictions. Um, MVP. I um, I went with Russell Wilson. I think he's going to win it. Um, I think this is the year he finally breaks through and uh, gets his first and uh, first MVP vote. Let alone his first MVP. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, my biased fan pick is Najee Harris. Uh, I think he definitely has the potential to, um, if not him, I think, um, my other pick is going to be, uh, Jamar Chase with the Bengals, just because I think Burrow is going to throw him the ball a lot. I could see him, uh, winning offensive rookie of the year. Um, defensive rookie of the year, I'm picking Micah Parsons from, uh, the Cowboys. Um, I think Nick Chubb, will lead the league in rushing yards. I think Russell Wilson's going to lead the league in passing yards, which is going to be a big part of him winning MVP. And I think Stefan Diggs will lead uh, the league in receiving yards. I think the top overall defense is going to be Pittsburgh's. Um, my realistic Super Bowl pick, um, I think, I th on paper right now, I think you have to go, I mean, Tampa Bay and Kansas City, it looks like they should be the two teams that will be back. But I don't think Buffalo gets enough credit. I think they should also be in that like top tier of teams where you're like, okay, these should be the favorites. And then like everyone else is kind of tier below. And that's the way I look at it. I think Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and Buffalo are on a level. And then you have other teams that, I mean, just aren't as good. But, I mean, they, any team can beat any team on any given Sunday. You always hear that. Um so I in my teams right below those I have Cleveland, Baltimore, uh, Las Vegas, uh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Denver as teams that I think are like right there that could be uh, could be kind of like quietly um, competing uh, for the AFC title. Um, I guess you could probably throw the Chargers in. No, no I'd put the Chargers still a tier below. Um, from the NFC, um, teams that I think can beat, I put, I have Seattle, um, the Washington, and I, I wouldn't even say Washington. I think Dallas has more potential to be a team that could compete for like a title just because I think they have more ta like overall talent. Um, but I just don't think they're going to actually do it. Um, I guess you could throw Green Bay in there. I would throw Minnesota in as well, I guess, as a team that could compete. But I don't even know that I would say they're a team that could compete as much as they're just, I think, the best overall team in their division. It, that NFC, like, in my opinion, is kind of weak. I think the AFC is definitely um, the more loaded of the two divisions. Um, but I think Tampa Bay is the most loaded team overall. Um, I do think they'll probably end up repeating. Um, optimistically, I think the Steelers have a chance. We'll see what happens. It'd be great to see Ben uh, go out uh, into the sunset with a, a final with a third ring. Um, if they rely on the run game and run things that aren't just quick slants and deep shots to only chase Claypool and 
passes into double coverage and I don't know, maybe maybe just mix up the passing game or even just do different things out of the same formation, which they've kind of showed through the first two weeks they're capable of doing. Um, I don't know, we'll see. If the defense gets healthy and uh, the offensive line gets healthy and they just kind of mesh and play together and we start utilizing Najee Harris more, I think that could be a team that can compete. But uh, I don't know, we'll see. Um, but I think that's going to do it for me today. Um, I'm going to take a little break, probably get a snack and uh, watch some uh, football tonight. Uh, So everybody take care. um, And hopefully I will talk to you guys sooner than two weeks from now. (laughs) So yeah, that's going to be it for this first episode. See you guys.